Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Rolling along on this Friday afternoon, Darren McFarland and Justin McFarland. We're live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, every day, you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And you can interact with us on our YouTube page, WNSR Live, one word, and uh, you can interact with us. Adam Johnson is alongside for the ride as well. And uh, Justin, welcome back, who's been out all week. Thank you. Good timing, by the way. We have a guest in studio. I see. You know? I came back. I was wondering. I was like, why is it so cleaner, uh, clean in here? I said, boy, they've straightened up while I was out. This is awesome. It was all for you. It was. I, said, I felt so special that oh, I realized, oh, Bonnie, oh, yeah, Bonnie oh, Joe Laughlin's here. So has nothing to do it with me at all. It may have been for her. Yes. But we wanted you to feel special, too. Yeah, I feel special regardless. It's okay. Bonnie, welcome to Nashville. How you doing? Thank you. I always love being in Nashville. And I had so much fun at the game last night. I was there at the Predators game, and it was, oh, it was a blast. I mean, I know it was a blowout, but it was still fun for me. Well, they, and they're on a little bit of a heater right now. They've won seven in a row. So mm-hmm. you actually heard that conversation last segment. So you were telling us during the break, that was your first, was that your first Predator? That wasn't your first hockey game. No. It was your first Predators game. Yes, first Preds game. And I had so much fun. And the Predators organization, class act, everyone there, the the way they just rolled out the red carpet and the hospitality of the whole, like, I don't know. It was great. I well, had so much fun. tell our listeners what you got to do, which was really cool downstairs. Is there actually a name for it? But I got to open the door, mm-hmm. and then I got to do the fist bumps. You mean where the, they where they come out? Come to the locker room because for people who are unfamiliar, if you've been down to the place that I love, is the Lexus. Oh, Lounge. it's got all the good food and drinks. <laughs> it is the place to be. But the players go through. <laughs> it's roped off, but the players go mm. through down the tunnel yep. through the Lexus Lounge and out onto the ice. So people down the Lexus Lounge can sit there and fist bump and right. high five and take pictures. But you got to open the door where they come out of the locker room. I did. To go down the hall. Right. And then you did little fist bumps. And I, I mean, I was like a little kid. I actually had fun doing it. it was- what, but that's cool because you've done all this stuff. So, I mean, you've been around athletes. But I've never done longer, that. But you've never done that. Yes. Yeah, so I thought yeah. that was really cool. I've been to a lot of hockey games. I don't cover hockey. I cover all the other sports. But I love going to games live. But actually being able to do that, I was like, this is kind of neat. Now I feel like I need to do it every game. Though. Yeah. Well, now I just want to drive the Zamboni. I just want to drive the Zamboni and then I'm good. Well, hang oh, out. Wait, you want to let drive? You yes, because I drive. I can drive a tractor and I can drive a snowplow. So I can. I think oh, I can do the. Zamboni. I don't know if I could drive it. Do you think you could drive a Zamboni? I'm Justin? sure I could figure it out if I needed to. But is the, it clutch? I no. No, I don't think <laughs> is so. It automatic. It's got like a hand. Or is it manual? But the, what, what Bonnie may be unaware of is all those things you just mentioned go down Broadway with music and people drinking on the back of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> if you don't get to do that at Bridgestone Arena, you can do it, it on outside. Broadway. You can do it outside, right outside Bridgestone Arena on Broadway, where they have all of those things. <laughs> literally, all those things you just named. Going down Broadway. I don't know if you've seen them, but they have quite I a few. I have seen a couple of them yeah, going through. An assortment of but I want to do the Zamboni. Yes. Like, that's like a thing. I, and they always let you make, sit there maybe and wave. But yeah. I want to like, yeah, actually yeah. drive it. Yeah, you yeah. get to be the passenger in your way. Right, but then it. I don't want to be responsible because someone tears their ACL. Yeah, I don't even ice or something. You know? So they yeah. needed to do <laughs> what it's out there to do right. for, for regulation of the game. But I had a blast. So that's much awesome. fun. Like, I want to come back. Yeah. Well, but you know, can you tell me something? They gave me like a jersey and a hat, and then they gave me a catfish. Yes. Yeah. What is the little catfish oh, guy so for? They didn't. They probably didn't throw one on the ice last night. But no. no. It's typically it, it's typically for the playoffs. Okay. Okay. But it does happen. Like the, yes. I think this year, maybe like, sometimes like opening night, 
it's a tradition. Some somebody throws a catfish on the ice. If you're or familiar cat, with, there's several catfish. If you're familiar with the tradition in Detroit, well, I know the squid and like the, the, right, yes, the octopus. This is yes. the this is the Nashville version thereof. Okay, yeah. that's what I wanted to know. I mm-hmm. thought so, but I didn't want to. Yeah, yes. I wanted to be sure. Yes. So okay. if they get in the playoffs for the home games. You will see catfish on the ice before the puck drop. Okay. There we go. Thank there you. you. Go. Well, I have a stuffed animal catfish. And people stick a catfish down their pants or however they sneak it in. And then <laughs> they I, have to sneak it in. It's like, the I don't even want to know how that happens, yeah. but it happens. They have to, you know. Okay. I know how it happens, but yeah. It's, oh, do you? Yeah. We did a whole thing on it oh. over on Fox. We'll yeah, have to talk. Thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. They gave you a cat. What did they give you? They gave you a catfish. A stuffed animal, not like a real Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, right. not one for throw on the ice. No. So that's cool. That, a little history lesson and on, the on the And then the Smashville hat. And they, yeah, they gave me a lot of cool oh, yeah. stuff. Very like local Nashville stuff. Awesome. I was, like, and I loved it. That is great. So, so much fun. How long have you been in town? You, yesterday and then today? Yeah, and then so you're just, out? yeah, and then I'm back to Dallas. Okay. Um, I, I do want to start with you on just your journey. Because years ago, before the Predators gig, uh, I told you that I used to do their pre and post, but I used to go cover the Super Bowl every year. Radio Row. Same, yeah, we week. probably saw each other then at some point. Well, somebody in 2012, in fact, this was the last Super Bowl that I covered because then I started doing the Predators gig, was down in New Orleans. It was for the Ravens and the 49ers. Ah, yes, I was there. And I got to know, you know, you know how Radio Row mm-hmm. works. And, you you know, they run people through there, and I'm just sitting there doing interview after interview. <laughs> yeah. But I got to know a little bit, and that's where I first met her. And we had a blast. You know, you get those interviews where you're like, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. And then you remember it because it was like really cool. It was Michelle Beisner. Okay. It was now yeah, Michelle Beisner Buck. Buck. Yep. Married, married to Joe Buck. And she was a former Broncos cheerleader. She was. And she told her whole story and I was just blown away by it. Right. Like, and then here she is working at the time for the NFL network mm-hmm. and now she's on ESPN. Well, that's how it started, you know. Former what? Cowboys, 49ers. And Warriors. Warriors, well, Niners. Right. If you want to go in the order, Warriors, Niners, Cowboys. So you yeah. started in the NBA and then the NFL and then this that's how your journey is. That's that's how it all began, That's how correct? it started, yeah. But then so I didn't like, just drop the pom-poms and go right into scouting. But yes, that's kind of where I first started was with the Golden State Warriors. And I was 17, still you know, in high school, senior in high school. And went to the 49ers and... Steve Young finally got that monkey off his back and won that Super Bowl. Yeah, Jerry Rice. Yeah. And they just remember, I don't know if you remember, they destroyed the Chargers yes. in Miami. Mm-hmm. 95. Then, yeah, um, which they haven't won one since. They've been back mm-hmm. three times, but haven't won one since. And then went to the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, same time as Deion Sanders. So they called me the prime time of the sidelines. Did, did you know when they won the Super Bowl? Too? I mean, we've got a trend here. Yes. Is Bonnie like goes and they win Super Bowls and then they don't win. Yeah, I'm a winner. Do you get wow. Super Bowl rings? <laughs> I do. They, do they give you the rings yeah. there? Now that's really yeah. cool. So Eddie Bartolo, Eddie D, was the first mm-hmm. NFL owner to give rings to the cheerleaders. Oh, wow. And then he kind of started the trend. I think the Broncos and the Patriots might have. But yeah, he was the first one. And he let us go to the ring ceremony. And he was great. He let us really be part of the team, not just the fluff, you know, on the sidelines. So when that ended, that, that's why I'm always curious. Like, so you get, so that's where it all starts. And then it morphs into all this other stuff. So how did you know when was the right time for the jumping off point and, you know, how to go down the next path? Yeah, I knew that I always wanted to have, you know, a job, a role, something in sports since I was a little girl. You know, being a daddy's girl, going to all the games. He had season tickets for Warriors and Niners and Giants. And so I was always going to the games, knew that I wanted to I wasn't like the typical kid who just was, you know, there for the 
the you know popcorn and stuff. Like I actually <laughs> love watching the game, asking my dad questions, and and then yeah. So from my cheerleader days, you know, networking is so important in our industry. So I was able to network, and then I um, was able to start working in the broadcasting and media. I got my degree you know, doing that and went and worked for um, Cold Pizza, which is actually First Take. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I don't know if people Absolutely. know that. It's oh, my Pizza. gosh. I do. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I remember. I remember. Cold Pizza. I do. Man. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people it know it was big, called Cold Pizza. No, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was, was the morning different. show on yeah. ESPN. It was yeah. very different at the time. Everybody was like, is this really going to work? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, Hi, I'm the key demographic you were aiming for at the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just like, well, what do you think? Ah, you know, it's different. Because you know, people don't realize back then they were doing reruns of SportsCenter forever. Yeah, yes. Forever. For, you know, doing reruns One of SportsCenter for, yeah. you know, seven, eight hours. And they were looking for something a little different there. And then you're right. It turned from cold pizza, eventually became first take. Um, you know, and, and, you know, turned into the franchise it's become now, yeah. so, uh, which has sparked a whole nother generation of all kinds of things that right. we don't have time to go down that rabbit hole, but it's, it was fun too. Yeah. I was a correspondent. I would go into New York and fly in and that's when they were really trying to be like a little forward thinking and kind of go outside the box. And like Justin said, but it was fun. They definitely yeah. did that. They, they did stuff that you didn't. So what Dana Jacobson yes. was on there. Yes. Chris, the one from Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. I just uh, forgot Chris. his name. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm like, so I'm mad. Sorry. I can see it I in my mind. Bad. I close my eyes. I can he, still and, see the and right when you say Cleveland, Chris from Cleveland, Ohio. Anyway, and he he's now he's on MLB Network. Chris Rose. Chris Rose. Thank Chris you. Rose. Thank oh. you. I had a blank in the well done. Yes. Well done. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, um, by the way, let me let me just tell you about Bonnie. She's got uh, a book <laughs> in a league of her own, celebrating females first in sports. So you're obviously going to talk about a lot of journeys in your book, but your journey led you to be first female NBA scout. Yeah. So, like, we got to know, like, how does all of that happen? Like, that's <laughs> so such was a media huge deal. for a long time, and I was actually covering the Lakers um, doing their pre and post um, for KCAL KCBS, which is the flagship. At was the this time. when they were winning championships too? Um, yeah, they were about to. Yeah, it was Golly. like when they were moving. Remember from the Forum to Staples Center? Well, now crypto. I hate calling. It crypto. If the Predators yeah. or Titans are listening to this, you might want to hire Bonnie because. <laughs> Teams win when she's working. Still with looking them. for the parade, yeah, right? <laughs> Still trying to get that first big one here. I've been to a lot of parades. It's fun. <laughs> You'll like it, Justin. We still you'll want you'll one. get it. We're still we're looking for. Well, technically, we had one, but not the real one, not the one we want to have here. So, right, we'll see. So then, yeah, I was able to cover the team, and and then um, the late Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, Mitch Kupchak, Jerry West, Phil, all of them. They kind of saw that I had an eye for talent. So the first year I did it, you know, wasn't getting paid, just you know, kind of showing my scouting reports, and then they really like how detailed I was. You know, I was actually writing a lot where some of the scouts would just you know put long, athletic. That was it. You know, they actually. I actually wrote a lot, and then they liked my reports, and then I was there for almost 13 years and got five wow. rings. Wow. Right. Wow. That's quite a collection. Yeah. All right. I want to get into your book here just a little bit here in a league of her own, um, and I've, I've seen the list here of all the different female athletes that you went over, and I'm very curious about how you chose uh, the list of people that you did, and also just wanted to mention uh, a couple of people who are not here on your list, but are notable female athletes and, and figures from right here in Tennessee. Of course, uh, the late, great uh, Coach Summit, Pat Summit, of mm-hmm. course. And, uh, of course, we can't forget Wilma Rudolph, of course, uh, the great Olympian, mm-hmm. uh, who's also from here in, in Tennessee. And uh, 
And I'm curious, you don't have those two, and you know, rightfully so. And I understand there's a lot of different people. How did you put together this list of both athletes and executives? It was hard first because Justin, I only had nine months. So trying to yeah. get everyone, because mm. people don't realize I had to interview these athletes. Then I had to also transcribe. Then I had to write. Then I had to, I mean, they had me do Why nine rides. months? Because I got the book deal and then they were off running. So it was pretty nine to like, well, nine months and then like a year before it actually, you know, they had the deadline for the actually the real edit, but still nine months for it to turn it in. Andrew Marinus was on the show yesterday. His father's David Marinus, obviously two great authors. Andrew told me yesterday that the book on Perry Wallace, which the 10th edition or the 10 year anniversary is coming up in a week. That took him seven years to write. That's why yeah. I, that's why I jumped it. No, this nine was, months. This was hard. Wow. So that's why I had to. You know, it was really tough because I wanted to have the females that were obviously the notables, the Layla Lees, the Billie Jean Kings. Yeah. But then I also want Danica Patrick. But then I also wanted some that maybe people didn't know, like Manon Rayom, the first female to be, a, you know, ho- the hockey player in NHL, or to have a Jackie Joyner Kersey that maybe people, you know, the younger mm-hmm. generation isn't aware of. Yeah. And some of these little um, hidden gems. But then I want, you know, now looking like I want to do a volume two because I want Caitlin Clark. You know, I want her so yeah. there's so many becky hammond she wasn't available at the time jenny finch like there are people who like i couldn't get them at the time Mm. so it wasn't really a lack of like i didn't want them it was just like the timeline and then i just had to like go real quick and but there's so many yeah. You know, I mean, even Kayla Decky, I mean, her with all the gold medals. Like, I mean, there's so many more women. You could do another book. It, yeah. It sounds I like, yeah. So. It sounds like you yeah. got to go down a path here and do it. And I wanted you, Pat Summit, but I'm yeah. like, who would do, who would be the narrative for that? Yeah. I'm asking yeah. questions. So, of course, there's so many. And I was only do, able to do the 19. I actually had Sarah Thomas, who is the first NFL um, umpire, ref, and they wouldn't let her actually do it. Oh, NFL. she's current? Yeah, because she had done, um, mm. she was an umpire, and then she went to refereeing in NFL, and they said, since she's current, we can't let her do it. Mm. And that is actually the next thing I wanted to jump to with this, is this year, well, it's happened over the last couple yeah. of years, but this year it's become much more visible, and that is oh, yeah. women working in the NFL in particular, both on the field, like as part of the officiating crews, and also, of course, on the sidelines as uh, as coaches and position coaches and things like that. And, you know, I think the audience is still trying to get used to it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Like, who is that? What right. are they doing? Why? You know, why, why? What's their back, you know, background? Yeah. D-I-N-N-N-N-N. Okay. Yeah. So how do you, you know, as someone who's been in this world and kind of been in their position in a way, what are some of the things that they are that they are dealing with and some of the things that you've explored as far as their journey and, and how sports is changing and the face of it, literally, the face of it is changing? Yeah, it was tough in the beginning, especially for me because I was with the Lakers, which is such an iconic organization. And so in the beginning, I really was not comfortable like in my own skin. So I was putting my hair up like in a ball cap. I was wearing baggy like Jordans and like I tried to like be like one of the boys and B. Shaw, Brian Shaw was – one of our coaches, and he's like, what are you, why are you always wearing that? Why are you walking like me? And I'm like, because I need to, like, be like one of the boys. Because, <laughs> I, you know, coming from my background, I just didn't want people to see the long hair or, to, you know, or being an attractive female in that situation. It's like I don't want to take away from that I'm credible and I know my stuff and I know how to, you know, talk about the triangle offense. Like, that I wanted people just to know me for my basketball knowledge, not yeah. anything else. So I really had a hard time in the beginning until – Someone in the Boston Globe wrote a real bad hit piece on me um, about me being a scout. And I remember Kobe, Kobe was very close with me. He saw the article and he was like, I don't want you to read it. And I'm like, no, I'm going to read hmm. it. And I read it. You I remember was, who it was? And I was crying. Um, her name is Barb is her first oh. name. Boston Globe. Okay. Yeah. There was know. writers from the Boston Globe that were there forever. That's his own reason I asked. Okay. Yeah. I forgot her last name. Okay. Um, 
So, and she told me to write a book. So here I am, Barb. I did write a book. <laughs> um, anyhow, but um, yeah. So Kobe just told me like that's how he played with like a chip on his shoulder. He goes, "You want the naysayers. He goes, "You want the doubters. You want the haters." He goes, "Because it'll fuel you. It'll give mm-hmm. you that fire to like prove them wrong." And to this day, that's how I am. Wow. Wow, and I imagine the same people and some of that same treatment is probably still out there. Oh yeah, and some of that same energy that a lot of the the coaches and and referees and officials are still feeling that even to this moment, I would imagine. Yeah, and you kind of just have to like Kobe said, don't listen to the outside noise. Eventually, people will understand that you're not there to like fill a spot or a quota. Like you actually are knowledgeable, you're talented, you deserve to be there. But that will come in time. But then with women, there's you know there's a female reporter. I won't say her name, but she mentioned that she doesn't really interview the coaches when she was doing the sideline. She would mm. just you know, make it up. Yeah. And that sets us mm. back, Justin, because yeah. now yeah. you've got people, if you look at the comments, what do the comments say? That's why we don't need sideline report. That's why women shouldn't do this. Yeah. So it's anytime a woman does something that maybe, you know, she was kidding or she was, you know, just playing around because she was on, you know, bar stool. But mm-hmm. still, it sets yeah. us back. And now we have to work extra hard. We always have to over prep. You can't say an athlete's last name wrong or you're crucified as a female. So yeah. those kind of things, I'm like, oh, she just set us back. And I like her. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. do you see what I'm saying? Like things like oh. that. And then you see all the men saying this is why females shouldn't be, you know. Yeah. What was that yeah. Clarissa Thompson? That said that. She <laughs> said she won't go say the name. Why are you what? trying to it's bring up the there. name? It's not, it's she said she won't go. We have a guest. Why are you being like it was this? A, she it was said a, she, it's for the listeners. She said she didn't want to talk about the name because, you know, she She's, didn't want to be associated Bonnie's with it. not. The, I said it. Darren. Not Bonnie. I, I apologize. It. And by the way, you haven't for, confirmed or denied I, I have a, what I've found I want out to there. apologize for the behavior here <laughs> of, of, well, of he, Darren. Justin, he said it, though, right? He did say I, it. Yeah, I not, said yeah, it. So, he, he did say it. But yeah, so her, and there was another reporter during a Bucks presser where she asked a silly question about uh, the, web, the weather. The weather. Sure. Do you remember this? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Clip well, yeah. same thing. Yeah. Here we go. So it's like, do you look at the comments? That's why females shouldn't have a credential. That's why. So. By the way, her name never, to my knowledge, remember. I found played, out who it was. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I went looking for it for a little while. We never, I decided, we never could find the oh, name. Oh, I, I found her. Okay. Yeah. Well. But anyhow, that doesn't matter. Okay. I'm not going to tell you, Darren, because then you're going to say her name. But. <laughs> That's true. He I would. deserve that. But, he would. Um, but yeah, but. That's what I'm talking about. Then if you look at the comments, it's all just about that females shouldn't be in there. When I'm in pressers all the time, there's a bunch of females that, you know, cover other teams and they ask very good questions. So that's what that's what's kind of wrong with. A lot of people ask really dumb questions, both men and yeah. women. Well, we from know what that. I've seen. Yeah, you know, is. I've been in a thousand eighty four press point, conferences. She knows yeah. that you know it'll get magnified. Yes. You know. Just all you gotta do is spend a day on Twitter and then you see would you have yeah. played all the stuff you're talking about. Would you have played that hit if it was a guy who asked a question about the show? Yeah, we this show would. Absolutely. This show would. We absolutely would. But there are other shows that wouldn't, but we would. Yeah. yeah. We absolutely would have put that out okay. there. Uh, last thing for me, and you know, you've got a lot of great names here uh, Mary Lou Redden and, you know, Layla Ali, and you, you mentioned them all here. Uh, even Trish Stratus, I didn't see what? that. What? Well, I right put her in there because it's WWE, it's sports, it is entertainment, but she has made a career. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to see that. So I didn't want it just to be like, you're just an athlete. like, But like all the different entertainers are people that contribute to sports. So females can see and the younger generation can see, oh, there's a space for me. It may not be what I imagine, but this is, you know, here's 19 women that showed some other roles that I didn't ever think of. One of the most powerful people in sports in all of Nashville is is a woman. 
Um, and of course, that would be Amy Adams, the, the owner of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, and she is one of a few female owners across the National uh, Football League. And of course, you worked for, um, you know, a female owner yourself. Does that change the dynamic? Just having, just knowing a woman is in charge of this operation. Um, if I feel any kind of way or if somebody says anything to me or if I feel any kind of pressure, what does that do for your mindset? And, and what are we in for here as, the, as the, the future moves on here? And we imagine there'll be even more uh, women in charge and uh, not just in charge, but owning, owning sports teams. Right. Yeah, because Jeannie Buss and she won her first championship with the Lakers. I know there's an asterisk because it's 2020, but still she, you know, she won one and it, it, it was tough for her because, you know, having her dad's legacy, she had a lot, you know, big, mm-hmm. yeah. big oh, yeah. shoes to fill and she gets it. If you look on Twitter, she's constantly, you know, you, you're a basketball ops, you're the daughter. Do you know what you're doing? And she's very good about delegating. So that's why I think is the most important things. Yes, yeah, she's the owner and she's the president of basketball. I mean, business operations, not basketball operations. So she's really good at delegating, but she still gets all the heat and it's tough. I think she'll always get that. I think any female is going to. I mean, just kind of, yeah. you know, the cards said yeah. there. That just happens. But you're going to see more owners. You know, I mean, if you look over now with the Mavericks, Cuban just sold yes. to, mm-hmm. and I forgot her name, but um, from Vegas. She's a casino, uh, I guess, I think kind of like a Georgia Frontier. Like she was, she's yeah, right? She was yeah. married to mm-hmm. someone who owned a casino, I believe. Yeah. yeah. What is her name? I, I'm drawing blank. Adelson. It'll, it'll come to me here. Something but, yeah. Adelson. But anyhow, yeah. so now, you know, Mark Cuban is passing it over to a female. So I don't know if it, I mean, as long as they delegate, I don't think it should be, it should be a problem. But if they're getting like a Jerry Jones where they want to like run everything, yeah. and then, then there's a problem, right? Can it's I just this? different seeing, you know, a woman hiring, ran, the, the woman, Amy Adams hired the general manager. Then Amy Adams came in and hired the head coach, you know, and she's there presenting the it's it's a it's it's a mind uh, trick. No, it is. Yeah, when I was for, the assistant GM for our uh, D League, which is now called the G League for the NBA, I was the assistant GM. They made me go there and cut players. Oh, really? Yeah. Imagine me. Wow. Cutting players. Cutting so guys. guys. Like a, yeah, who's six nine or whatever. Yeah. yeah so it's like know. a page out of Moneyball. Yeah, and then, and him. then you feel bad because that guy's also like. You know, doing an extra like two extra jobs, and he really needs this. And I yeah. know his story, and wow. I met his wife, his kids, and I'm like, oh wow, this is like hard knocks, like on steroids because yeah. it's a lower level. They're not making as much money. They need this job. You're kind of crushing their dreams. Do you know what I mean? It's a Absolutely. whole different thing. So I always wow. was like, I don't want to have to do this. Like, can I just do the contracts? You know, we were doing like CBA, and I learned you know so much when I was there. But they wanted me to really get grasp at everything and they're like we're gonna have to have you cut a player so they mm. had them come mm. into my office and i was like oh god i don't know how to do this can i get this off my chest while you're in here bonnie the lakers thing that came out on showtime i was so disappointed thank you you didn't like gosh it, right? i hated it thank you so do i, I hated it i Perfect. was i'm just telling you i was so looking forward to that i was so excited for that and then once i started watching it and i got into it i was like this sucks right it's awful right I thought it was going to be real. Like, I don't even know what was real and what wasn't. No, and it was almost like they were trying to do the satire kind of like feel. And I didn't like it because a lot of those people in that are my friends. So, like, the way they depicted Jerry West made me really mad. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, Dr. Buzz, we all know he, you know, he was into, you know, the the young, pretty girls. But Mm -hmm. they kind of, they still didn't show, like, what forward thinking was, what he did, how smart he was, you know. And then the way with magic and... Chick Hearn, they made him look like he was a racist in the draft room. Like I, all that stuff bothered me because I know these people, and I just thought if you don't, let's say you don't know anything about sports, or let's just say you don't know anything about the Lakers, you're going to think that's true. I oh, know. And yeah. so you know that Jerry West sued him. Oh yeah, 
No, mm-hmm. I mean, they made yeah. him look like a, psycho. a jerk. And a psychomaniac. And a crazy man. Yeah. Oh. And I... I, and he is the smartest basketball genius ever. No, he's the logo. You don't talk bad about say, the logo. Right. Okay, he's the logo. <laughs> I was really, is, I was just dis, I was so disappointed, disappointed. Right? I only watched one or two because I didn't like it. I gave. That's how mad I was. didn't watch the whole thing. Or I Pat gave Riley, up. did you like how they? No, thank you. And I'm yeah. a Kentucky guy, yeah. so okay. I mean, I like Pat Riley, right? And I just, I, I was just real. I, I don't remember how far I went, but at some point, I was like, I'm out. And I'm I believe so there's done. a second season. Like I'm way there out. is. Yeah. Way did you watch it? No, I've never seen a single episode of. You didn't miss anything, as you can tell. I can tell. Um, <laughs> on the way out, <laughs> did we? Maybe I should watch was, just was to see. Like, is it really this bad? Okay, yeah. I guess so. Now he's going to want to watch it because we like, there's like, going to be a little bit of well, morbid happened? curiosity on Justin's <laughs> part to watch it. Well, what happened? Uh, in all seriousness, on the way out, if there ever was a book two on this subject matter, which you could easily do, in all seriousness, Justin, I, that's what I was going to bring up. There are two really, really good stories that you would consider. Well, actually, here. he said three or four. Or well, I said two. Well, I'm, Amy as well. If you, Amy, well, I guess if you include Amy her, Adams, yes, Amy Adams, yeah. yeah, Pat Summit, and you know, well, Pat Summit is a, would be you know, yeah, Wilma Rudolph to, yeah. was the other more historical right. yes. figure, right. which I like that because well, the ones I talked about, hidden gems, people maybe don't yes. know. Yeah. Well, let me let me give you another one where you were just at last night. Predators. I don't know. Maybe you met her. Michelle Kennedy is now the president of the Predators. Yeah, I actually did meet her. And she's I also, fantastic. And I also met one of the other ladies who just got there. Um, I think she's a CFO. I have not met her yet. She's brand new. Yes. Do you know so, what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I have not, not met CFO, her Not CFO, but she's another yes. high executive. Correct. Right. But Michelle Kennedy is now the president. Yeah. And she's been in the organization for a long mm-hmm. time. She, she played basketball at Vanderbilt. She's incredibly smart. So I smart talked to her about my book because she was really like, cool. She was like all on board because she yes. loved all the different people in it. So I told her I was going to send her a book and then she gave me her card and she's like, let's keep in touch because they're going to do a women in sports panel there and they want me to come back. Uh-huh. I'm not surprised. Very Michelle, cool. she yeah. gets it. Very and cool. She's been on the show. Did I not say that? Yes. I oh, said, yeah. And Michelle she's sharp. She's it. on oh, yeah. it. She's oh, great. Oh, no. She, she's on it. No, she oh, gets 100%. it. I was really impressed by her. Very cool. Bonnie Jill Laughlin has been in our studio in a league of her own celebrating female first in sports i'm assuming people can get this book amazon anywhere. barnes and noble walmart target there you go okay you just heard great seeing you thanks yeah, for coming thank in you. thank fun. you so much for stopping next time by. i come really to the Predators game you gotta come and open the doors with me we're way in <laughs> absolutely but if you're gonna do that again you need to up your game you're gonna need to either do the zamboni i know or about this bunny. What's the other one? Uh, go in the locker room and call out the names, the starters. <gasps> the little kids. Read that. I yeah. know. Read the that. card. <laughs> cool. Read the card. Have you guys uh, done that? No. I've never done that. No. Now, I've had the opportunity. Nash has taught me the knee slide across the oh, ice. Oh, he does right in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Beginning, now, we didn't, he didn't teach me the repelling from the ceiling. And I don't know if you he's still doing do that. that no. But he taught me how to do the running start and, and the show slide. With the knees, you know, all your knees across the ice there, which was really cool. I absolutely did it on live TV. It was wonderful. I kind of want to do that. And there's (laughs) a guy, and there's the guy with the flag too. Yeah, yeah. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of things I can do. So I haven't done the door open thing, but I've done that, and so that was really cool. I think we just made you a return trip to Nashville. I know. There you go. That was fun though. That was I had such a blast. I haven't really had that much fun at a hockey game. I had a lot of fun yeah. there. Well, it's it's kind of the place to be. Sounds like she likes it and loves it. And wants some more of it. Yeah. Look at you. Look at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, and the Tim McGraw. But I didn't, that was kind of cool too. Man, I'm just, I got a teardrop just now. You doing that, Bonnie? Great seeing you. Thank Thanks you for doing so this. much. I had fun. Bonnie Jill Laughlin in studio with us. Great stuff. Let's take a break. Wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred is the phone line. And the text line, more of the McFarland Show 
here on WNSR. Making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car 